Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission on February the 1st, yes. 2022. Good morning, Marion Crable. Good morning. Lamanda Broyles. Good morning. Kayla Campbell. Good morning. Got the team here this morning. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, hey, you know, this is the 1st of February. And so periodically, like almost every time, there's a little pop quiz about I the know. importance of the day. I know. So everybody knows what this day represents on February 1st. And so what is it? Okay, radio silence <laughs> is never good. Now, there's no, there's no wrong answer. There's just some bad answers. So, and there's some really great answers. So we're going to talk about love today because this is a month of love, right? Okay, yes. We're going to talk about that. But there is something very, very significant that was a result of a lot of turmoil in the United States of America that happened on 1865 on this very day. Oh, my and goodness. that was... I feel was, like I have like I have was, history teachers like oh, cringing. Just, they're right so now. disappointed yeah. in me right now. So oh. the 13th Amendment was developed. Abraham oh, Lincoln really? signed the oh. uh, papers for the 13th Amendment to abolish slavery in the United States okay. of America on this day. It's in really bad that we didn't know that. Uh-huh. Well, that's okay. Okay, now I'm going to give you a little. What happened <laughs> oh, no. on this day in 2018? I know that. Okay. I know, I know. 2018, I know. <laughs> 1865 to 2018. So Abraham Lincoln signed the papers out of the end of a civil war yes. to abolish slavery in the United States. Yes. Um, it wasn't ratified by the states until later that year in 1865, but started in February 1st through a lot of turmoil. And uh, Kansas was a very strategic um, state in regards to um, called Bleeding Kansas to stop slavery in the United States. And it could have been a whole different story if it would have been for Kansas. So something significant happened in 2018 in the state of Kansas, Miriam. So on that date in 2018, um, the Kansas legislature Mm -hmm. passed uh, resolutions in both the House and the Senate to end human trafficking or common day slavery. D- declare war on it. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Resolutions on 2018 as a result of efforts a lot uh, from our supporters at Topeka Rescue Mission and some others to go to the Kansas legislature and say, hey, we want you all to kind of read your history books and look back to this whole issue of slavery and how Kansas was yes. significant in uh, abolishing slavery in the United States. And um, we still have slavery. And we do. Yeah. It's called a a commodification of people, selling people, um, human trafficking, whatever you want to call it. And so they took steps. And um, here just a few days, we'll be back at the legislature talking about one of those game plans in the war on human trafficking to testify before a Senate committee to say, hey, you know, this is a long war. Sure. So let's, it takes let's persistence. It. it does. It takes persistence it and constant focus. Yeah. Right? So we'd appreciate people's prayers for that testimony that some of us here at the Rescue Mission are going to give based upon what we've seen in this area of human trafficking. So anyway, that's, that, great. that's the quiz for today. At least I knew 50% yeah. of the answers. Well, uh, you know, not, you know, you know, Mary, you and I've been around a while, but I don't think we were here in 1865. <laughs> no. So uh, I think no. it was 1866. Well, and for me, 67. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I'm and just for you. the record, yeah. Kaylee and I are just not making eye contact with yeah. Barry. We're just looking down, right? <laughs> exactly. What are they talking about? Is this okay? Um, so. One neat thing, Barry, I did want to mention when we're talking about human trafficking. Just yesterday, um, Terry and Rachel in our human trafficking um, department and myself were kind of evaluating through the month of January on social media. We had put um, human trafficking awareness facts. Um, we had shared some personal stories of survivors on Saturdays. 
And just eight posts got over 11,000 reaches. Um, And so we were looking at that. We looked at each post distinctly, seeing how many it reached. And we just thought, man, that's 11,000 people Mm -hmm. who read, learned, was convicted, um, prayed. You know, you just never know the outreach that it can be. So um, every little thing that we can do to bring awareness to that, we will continue to do so. The concept, uh, the understanding of human trafficking is a lot greater than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not what we're talking about today. But while we're on that subject, uh, you know, we had... uh, uh, District Attorney Mike Kage on uh, mm-hmm. here the other day, and the very next day uh-huh. they had a major operation that occurred yes. uh, that he'd been planning with his team for months. Of course, he mentions nothing about that. He was that. so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> Isn't he a cool guy? Our District Attorney, attorney mm-hmm. Mike Kage has formed a task force of law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. yeah. that that um, broke a, broke into some human trafficking here and and said, uh, "Let the traffickers know." We're not done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're coming. Yeah. We're coming to the rescue. We're coming. Yes, I love it. I, I just do. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. So um, we have. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about what's coming tonight and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miriam Crable is the director of supportive services. Um, that's a lot of things, but one yeah. of the things is uh, in charge of our division that collects supplies. Right. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Lamanda, you're director of ministry operations, which is involved in everything, but yes. also. Um, our street operations. Mm-hmm. And Kayla, you're their director of volunteers. And so um, it takes a, a huge team effort. Mm-hmm. Lamanda, you were talking to um, Jenny and the outreach team yesterday, and mm-hmm. they w- went out mm-hmm. to talk to people who are in homeless camps to let them know a storm's coming. Yes. Because sometimes they don't always have the, you know, the internet. Right. <laughs> like ever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, they don't always know. So one of our objectives to go out there, what did you hear from the team as they are trying to um, connect with people to make sure that they're safe? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we wanted to do is what you mentioned, bring awareness to make sure, you know, there's this winter storm coming, making sure one, that people are alerted, people are thinking ahead of this, um, ahead of the time, but then also saying, okay, what do you need? You know, Barry, this isn't just a let's give some things for comfort. I mean, this is survival, mm-hmm. life, and um, death. life and death. And um, not that we want to alarm people, but we want to look at them and say, you matter. Mm-hmm. What do you need in order mm-hmm. to survive this? And so constantly um, just keeping those trustworthy relationships there mm-hmm. where we're checking on them. We say, we see you, we know you, we're calling you by name. What do you need? Of course, always trying to get people to come to the shelter if they're ready mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. But we know that that is not easy for some of our um, neighbors to come to a congregate and setting. we've been pretty full. Yes, pretty mm-hmm. full. And, um, you know, so it's just one of those things where that's a priority, but if that's not able to happen right now, what can we do in the mm-hmm. meantime? And so they went out, and our team is just rock stars between Jenny and Haley and Holton and our volunteers that make mm-hmm. that happen. Um, and in those conversations, there were over 100 items that are needed, Barry. And I'm not talking like wants. These are people that have said, hey, in mm-hmm. order to be safe, in order to survive this, I need this. And so our team has less than 24 hours um, on top of their uh, going out for map operations. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. between, mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, where we keep all of our storage stuff, gathering the items. They collected it last night. They had little notes everywhere, got that all organized. They know what food items to bring, hand warmers, blankets, things like that. Um, and in between doing the map outreach, they're also going out to the unsheltered and delivering those so, hundred items. So so valuable 
to be able to do some preemptive um, yes. maneuvers rather than reactive mm-hmm. um, to where we hear about somebody who's struggling, but to really try to engage with the unsheltered to try to, number one, alert them to what's mm-hmm. coming. And number two, this may be the only place they have to go. Yes. And so to try to keep them as safe as possible while mm-hmm. they're there. And, you know, Barry, none of us find it easy to ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Even those of us that are are close friends and we've got our community, there's still just this, I don't know, a a stigma or a barrier sometimes of letting people know, hey, I Mm -hmm. need this. And so what spoke to me was just their vulnerability to say, yes, it will help me survive if I have this. But then the other part that I love is there's trust because they know we're coming back, Mm -hmm. Barry. Mm-hmm. We came, we got their items, and we're coming back. Relationships. Relationships. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, uh, there's been so much that's uh, um, expanded in this whole area of mm-hmm. outreach to our homeless neighbors um, in regards to relationship building. And Kaylee, you work with some really awesome volunteers, mm-hmm. don't you? I do. <laughs> and, uh, and some of them are in our street outreach and at the MAP sites, and you're always continually looking for some new folks uh, to help out in that. What, what kind of, what do you hear from them? Um, in their experience? You know, I hear a lot of different things from them and their different experiences. But as you're talking about relationships, that's the big thing that mm-hmm. I hear from people is that's why they keep coming back because they've built those relationships with our guests or maybe it's our unsheltered neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then it's also, I got to be at the map site last week and one of the unsheltered neighbors came and asked if a certain volunteer was there because they had a relationship mm-hmm. with them. So they're just as important as our team out mm-hmm. there. They are the team too. Mm-hmm. They Absolutely. are. Yeah. For those of you who may not know what MAP is, it stands for Mobile Access Partnership. It's a number of agencies coming together to take uh, showers. Um, right now it's actually, we're not taking the showers. We're at the Salvation Army location because of the wet, wet winter weather uh, temperatures. But to take showers, food, supplies, um, uh, mental health services, mm-hmm. wraparound services um, here in about 13 more days. Stormont Vale Hospital will have their mobile yes. medical That's unit great. that Exciting. will join us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a full-fledged hospital on wheels yeah. and, uh, um, and, and more uh, on top of that, being able to take services like we have at the Rescue Mission out to the unsheltered homeless. Mary, we've talked about supplies. There were over 100 requests yesterday for items uh, for unsheltered homeless. Um, we're always looking for um, supplies to help people, especially this time of year. What are we looking for now? All different kinds of things. So Barry, whether it's tarps or tents or sleeping bags, warm coats, Mm -hmm. um, good warm socks, uh, hand warmers, feet warmers. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think of anything, stocking caps, you know, Mm -hmm. things to protect their face, all of those things that we can think of that if I was going out, in the cold Mm -hmm. or whether Mm -hmm. I was going skiing, Mm -hmm. right? You know, how do I dress myself to make sure that I'm not going to be too exposed to the elements? Mm -hmm. So all of those things, um, ways to keep um, their tents warm that's safe, Mm -hmm. right? So just a variety of things. There's just nothing that we can't utilize to help folks that are living outdoors. So if we get into the practicality of this, it's keeping people alive. It's trying to help them to navigate through a very challenging time. But if we got into the psychology of this, it's way bigger than that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason Mm -hmm. people are in the situation they're in. It's not always just falling on hard times. Hard times is part of it, but there is a whole, how do I 
view myself? How does the world view me? Am I yeah, worthy? Yeah. And that have people come out in this kind of situation and say, you know what? You're, you're, you're important. Yeah. We think you're important. God thinks you're important. And developing that relationship to hopefully bridge them into a better situation in life. Right. So we've talked a little bit about that. We've got winter weather coming. It could be a whole bunch of snow uh, mm-hmm. coming. We've got teams deployed. We're going to do the very best we can. We appreciate people's prayers. We oftentimes talk about how we express our care and love for those we serve, our guests. But today we kind of want to turn that around. How do we express care and love for the staff of Topeka Rescue Mission and the volunteers, which are the team that really needs to know that they're valuable too, mm-hmm. right. um, to be able to uh, reach out. Kaylee, as you've come on as volunteer director, you've uh, come up with some kind of unique fun things that we've done here uh, that uh, uh, we hadn't done before um, in regards to your position and in a newsletter. Talk a little bit about some of that connection stuff that you're doing with uh, the Rescue Mission staff. Yeah, definitely. So it'll be a year in March that we started the new staff um, newsletter. So that's exciting that we're almost upon that year. So we send out a newsletter to everybody in the community, but we have one. And internal. Yes, uh-huh. internal one. The and special one. <laughs> Just for staff. And I think what is amazing is in that newsletter, we have something called a staff shout out. So that's something that you can anonymously email and say, hey, I would like to put this in for Miriam, and this is why I have just appreciated her or something specific that she's done. And to see that grow over the last year has been the biggest blessing to just see how we're just recognizing one another and knowing that we do a tough job, but we see each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lamanda, how, how important is that? You, you working directly with the shelters, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're working long hours, mm-hmm. tough work. We're Seven talking, days a week. We're talking tough, 24/7. tough, tough work. Uh, you know, we get into all kinds of descriptions of how difficult this job is, heartbreaking. How important is it that, that they get recognized by their team members? Yes. I, you know, I just am reminded of how important words of affirmation are. And it's not necessarily that anybody works for kudos, right, mm-hmm. Barry? Um, but there is a level of support and connection you feel when you know that your work is seen and that that it's doing what God has called you to do, because sometimes I think the enemy can get in our head and make us feel like maybe we're not worthy or we're not doing enough or we're not doing a good enough job. And so if we can combat that with the truth that is said by our coworkers and, and our TRM family members, it's just an encouraging piece. And it helps us to um, realize that regardless of the trials that we're going through and, and everything that especially the shelters face every day, um, that they are seen and that they are appreciated and that they are doing God's work to keep doing that. Staff noticing other staff or volunteers without saying that they notice them getting credit for it. There's no names associated with this, right. but but if, if, if someone's doing a really outstanding job and mm-hmm. really bless somebody, then somebody do a staff shout out and then you print it and they read about their name in there and go, wonder who that was. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of been neat to see that trickle down too. And, and I'm not sure which happened first, the staff shout outs or the way Christian runs his staff meetings. But if he listens to this, he's probably going to be mortified. But uh, Christian, <laughs> um, our men's uh, main shelter director, he has done a phenomenal job pouring into staff. And so he kind of does his own version of the staff shout out. Every Wednesday when they have their staff meeting, they open in prayer. And then they have a time of attaboys, which I got to tell you, Barry, the first time I'm the only woman in that room, right? Um, and Christian looks over and he says, or an girl if we need to do an girl. Um, but so we've got all of these male employees and um, they just open up and the attaboy section is to just say thank you. 
And so it's their way of doing it. And they just share thanks for one another, literally around mm-hmm. a conference table of saying, thank you for covering this shift. Thank you for doing this. Um, and just this appreciation. Again, it's not about kudos. It's about, hey, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. I love you. I see you. Um, and you're a blessing. Well, and I think one of the the thing that I like about it so much, we have folks that are not out front. Right, mm-hmm. that are doing really mm-hmm. diligent, hard work. Behind, Two a.m. Absolutely yeah. behind the scenes, right? Yes. You know, maybe you're in the kitchen. Now we know the food is great, right? right. We know what they're doing, but we don't see the little extra things that they mm-hmm. that they do. Mm-hmm. Or with maintenance, we don't always see the extra things they do. Yes. Or what happens at the D.C. It's not that out front mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of work. And this is such an incredible opportunity to have folks like that know. People do see what you do. Mm -hmm. They do recognize how hard you work. Mm -hmm. They do recognize that you are a blessing to people. And I think that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, um, um, I've been in the the rescue mission work for three and a half plus decades now. And, you know, I think in rescue ministries as well as just ministries in general, we've recognized that we have not done a really great job of recognizing the missionary. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The missionary is called, supposed to do what they're supposed to do, called by God, just go do it, suck yeah. it up, you know, and uh, that's kind of how I've done it <laughs> and pretty much cast that same vision. You know, look at Paul, you know, he says, I've been poured out like a drink offering, you know, mm-hmm. sacrificial service. Uh, but yet there seems to be um, – not seems to be, there is kind of a refreshing new, we can also recognize and love on the people who are serving, not mm-hmm. just expect that they work 365 yeah. days a year till to the bone until mm-hmm. they drop, you right. know, which has kind of been how we've done it nationally and internationally mm-hmm. with people in this regard. Kaylee, you, cre- <laughs> you created some kind of fun stuff, kind of silly <laughs> stuff <laughs> that's going, uh, talk about some of those events and, and how staff are responding to some of those. Yeah, so Spirit Day on Christmas was probably our last event, and I mm-hmm. think that it was probably the best Spirit Day that we've ever had. I mean, mm-hmm. baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph came. <laughs> Tell me what. I've, uh, I saw staff go like, really? I thought they were serious about their job. <laughs> I and I think that there was even a sheep or dog. That's like a sheep. It's huge, huge. I don't know what you remember the, what that dog's called, but it's bigger than people, and it was like a lamb. And, uh, and Mary and Joseph, yes, dressing yes. up. And, and then uh, staff get to... They get to vote. vote. Yeah. yeah. And it just brings a sense of unity, I think. It brings us all together because we all are in different buildings. We all have different jobs. We're all missionaries at the same place, but we have different assignments within that place. And I think that those days kind of bring us together as that one team, mm-hmm. that one family, and we get to see what's going on. And the Grinch didn't steal Christmas. I know. The Grinch, the Grinch tried. He looked really good this year, <laughs> and he didn't quite get it. You know? yeah. He's wearing a Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, uh shirt today and, and didn't quite so get it there either but anyway maybe better next year that's josh down here who's our producer of this program and he's over here shaking his head and yeah so, i think he's gone from the grinch to scrooge with the chiefs, huh? so he's probably sad that he bought that chief shirt Correct. because he really isn't a chiefs fan he's not even from mm-hmm. here uh, but he just went ahead and bought one because he thought we'd appreciate it and now it's a rubus rubus in the salt and uh. now but anyway um you know, in hard work, um, wherever it is, um, there's a tendency as we deal with the stress of it to um, either get jaded or sometimes use the joy that we try to find in the midst of the difficulties and turn that joy into an inappropriate joy of making fun of the people we're serving. Mm-hmm. 
sad. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. That's a no-no here Mm -hmm. at Topeka Rescue Mission, a no-no. And so, you know, when people try to bond together, sometimes they'll make jokes about uh, this, that, or the other thing. And I've seen it in other work that I've done prior to the rescue mission. And as human beings, we are challenged just all in transparency when we're stressed out and we're not sure how to deal with a thing mm-hmm. um, and how to feel about it. Sometimes we will make off uh, color remarks or whatever about this person and their behaviors or whatever. And while we strive not to do that, we try to find joy in a different way. Mm-hmm. And Kaylee, I think that's what you've done. And some of the people have worked with you is this, in the midst of this difficulty. Mm-hmm. You know, we may have somebody who um, an hour ago was getting cussed out, mm-hmm. um, had somebody throw something at them because of the frustration that person is going through, mm-hmm. or maybe we just had to call our third ambulance of the day mm-hmm. of somebody who's just had a major medical issue, or somebody just came to us who has just been sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. and we have an investigation going on, or 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 it goes on and on and on. And uh, we find healthy ways to get together and enjoy the work that we're doing in a fun, tangible way, like Spirit Day. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah. kind of things. And those are, that's the Lord's heart, too, I believe, for us Absolutely. as believers. Like he said, there's going to be trials and tribulations, but he also said that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so having fun. You know, yeah. Kind of got a feeling well, the Lord's laughing a little bit sometimes when he sees us being a little silly down here. <laughs> <laughs> and and thank goodness for silliness, right? Lamanda and I had this opportunity to go to a conference with CityGate, the mm-hmm. kind of Parent. Association. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the one of the sessions really focused on this that we've missed the boat on not feeding the first flock that mm-hmm. we come in contact with, which mm-hmm. is our which is our staff, right? That we pour in and we show Jesus and we talk about Jesus to all of the people that we serve, which is wonderful, whether they're in here on the street, whether it's our volunteers, but not necessarily pouring that same way or caring in that same special way for our first flock, which is our staff. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very powerful, I think, to mm-hmm. both of us that mm-hmm. it, it struck or convicted mm-hmm. both Lamanda and myself that we have to make sure that that is our top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, or how do we, if we don't do that for the folks that come every day to do this hard work, how can we expect them then to turn around and be able to do that for the people that we serve? I think that's a fairly new paradigm shift in regards to the ministry focus is that, um, you know, again, I've been involved in this for a long time and and really have not seen many conferences talk about the importance of staff, talking about your guests, talking about how you improve mm-hmm. your facilities and your operations, mm-hmm. but just do the work. Right. Um, years ago, and I was involved in another international ministry before Topeka Rescue Mission, and uh, this uh, ministry was helping the poor. Um, and I remember talking to one of the leaders of, that was in a big city um, that I was uh, living in at the time, and he remembers in early days how they would be collecting funds to feed people, to shelter people, to get them medicine when they were sick, yet he and his wife and their baby were living in meager accommodations that didn't have enough heat in the winter and their baby was sick and they didn't have enough money for medicine from their own kid. Oh, and their leadership said, your priority is to serve the people who come to you and pray for, we'll pray for your child. And that, that, that organization uh, nationally has made a switch to they really try to take care of their frontline folks in a much, much greater way than they used to do. But that was how it started out. And I thought, wow, that is so eye-opening that, yeah, we're here to serve, but we can't serve effectively 
unless the people who are serving are taken care of. Right. And that's really what Topeka Rescue Mission is talking about today is how do we better take care of the people that are serving those in need so that they're not struggling as much. Now, everybody's going to struggle at one time or another in their life in different situations. But how do we look uh, uh, intentionally at the people, and not just staff, but volunteers as well, who are Mm -hmm. part of that team so that they have the basics to be able to take care of people who have nothing? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's absolutely critical. And, you know, we're we're struggling now to have enough staff, Mm -hmm. right? And, and just like other businesses, so we're not alone Mm -hmm. in this struggle to find the right employee or good employees or people that want to do this work. Um, But I think that this effect of being able to show how much we care for our staff Mm -hmm. will benefit us in that way too. Once we can get people in the door, um, Mm -hmm. that, that, that that will help. And it will also help with retention, right? That we don't lose the great staff that we have because they're working so hard because they get burned out because they've worked seven days in a row and long days Mm -hmm. and because they don't have enough help in the distribution center. You know, it's, it's all about just trying to figure that out and then being able to keep the people that we get. Miriam, you and I have worked in the nonprofit arena for some time. Yes, we have. And there's a kind of a different class um, that the general society looks at the nonprofit yeah. versus the for-profit. Yes. Talk about that. You know, that, this is dangerous, but go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> wow. You okay. talk about that. Let me, let me filter first. Yes, that that's very true. I think that often the nonprofit sector employees, people that work Mm -hmm. in this sector, are looked at as people that can't get jobs other places Mm. or aren't qualified to do, quote unquote, real work. Mm -hmm. And that is an incredible misconception. Um, You know, the folks that work at the mission or at any nonprofit, frankly, they are committed in their Mm -hmm. hearts, not because they couldn't do something else, because most of them could be doing anything else Mm -hmm. that they want to do, right? Mm -hmm. But they are choosing to help other people. They are choosing to be here at the rescue mission, helping the kind of people you described, people that are struggling with mental illness, people that are elderly and have nowhere else to be, Mm -hmm. people that have been assaulted in unbelievable ways, Mm -hmm. people that have experienced trauma that most of us don't even want to think about, right? These are the folks that are here because they're called to be here, Mm -hmm. not because they don't have other choices. So that can get me on a pedestal that makes me (laughs) just want to, you know, kind of stomp my feet. And sometimes being willing to take less. Um, Oh, my goodness, yes. Not have the nicer car, not have the nicer house, and maybe not the nicer income to be able to do something that's very passionate in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But uh, you look at Topeka Rescue Mission team members, we got some pretty qualified folks with some big education Mm -hmm. and and big accomplishments and those kind of things uh, that really could compete. In, oh, of course in they any market now, mm-hmm. but they are here because they know they've been called here. But that doesn't excuse to have them um, have to crawl into no. work versus drive to work. No. And frankly, if we think about it, don't we want the most qualified people to be serving those who are most in need? That's right. Because that's what can be the most effective in bringing about change in the mm-hmm. lives of other people, mm-hmm. right? It's not, uh, there's, There's uh, someone out there that, and I'm blanking on his name right now, that talked about, you know, you can have a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen that just gives people bread and soup. 
yeah. right? Yeah. Or you can have someplace like the mission mm-hmm. that is really trying to change their lives. Well, the cost of just providing soup and bread mm-hmm. is a lot less than mm-hmm. if we're really trying to impact people's lives, not mm-hmm. have them coming back day after day because they can't get past whatever they're going through, but to really be able to try to pour into them, to build relationships, to be able to take them to that next place. Absolutely. And that is a little bit more costly, mm-hmm. right? And you want people... Mm-hmm that can do that work well. And so then we need to look at compensating them well, recognizing it will never be like it is if you're working in the Silicon Valley, right? right? Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't really need to be. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't need to be. Because the joy that I see in the faces of our team as they're helping people when they see those successes, and sometimes those successes can be far apart, mm-hmm. right? But when you see that joy and you you know that they know they've made a difference, that's worth a lot too. Yeah. It isn't just about money, but yeah. it's also not that the nonprofit sector should have to live on crumbs. Either. Well, and, and I think sometimes that's a reflection of how we look at those people who are broken and in need, in need in any mm-hmm. society is that if we look down at them, we're going to look down at the people who are trying to help them. Right. But I would flip it around. If I'm in a medical emergency and I go to an emergency room at a hospital, I don't want the latest guy they pulled off the street trying mm-hmm. to fix my problem. Mm-hmm. I want somebody well-trained, mm-hmm. understanding what they're doing because I'm in need. Well, that's right. what we see. We're an emergency room for those who are suffering in our community. Absolutely. Um, sometimes medically even, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but emotionally, spiritually, um, economically broken. Uh, Lamanda, you're uh, you're uh, you're one of our newest team members here, mm-hmm. and I've asked you this before. But mm-hmm. what's some of the greatest valuable things that you, not only you've seen in the work of the rescue mission, but in the team that works here? Mm-hmm. I just think that we are always sharpening one another. Um, you know, something that I have always personally not wanted is just settling mm-hmm. or complacency. Mm-hmm. Um, there's comfort in that, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have never really felt like that's where God wanted me to stay. And so coming to the rescue mission, there is always um, just intentional discussion happening, um, encouragement from, hey, you were on my heart. I prayed for you this morning or someone sharing scripture. Um, just this very intentional I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to support you. Um, you know, we were just in a meeting. There were five or six of us, and we were talking about right now we feel like we're in a trench, but guess what? We're in the trench together. Mm-hmm. And there's just this camaraderie and this um, teamwork that is just built on foundational faith um, mm-hmm. that's not going to be broken. Um, so I would just say that I I love the the relationships here, the camaraderie here, but also this constant desire for growth. And I see that in staff meetings. I see that in the meetings we have, um, our, you know, every part of the the operations, you know, every, we have different departments that are their own ministries making up TRM as a whole mm-hmm. ministry whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing that all work together is something that every day I truly, Barry, cannot wait to come to work. Yeah. to be a part of that. Yeah. That's, that's, I think we, most of us all feel that way, even though it's hard work sometimes, even mm-hmm. though, you know, the night before we got maybe two hours of sleep because mm-hmm. of the crisis that were going on. We look forward to how can we do it better tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to ask you all three the same question in different responses, okay, different areas. Miriam, yours is going to be with donors. Lamanda, okay. yours is going to be with staff. Kaylee, you're going to be with volunteers. Um, it takes all, it takes donors, it takes staff, it takes volunteers. Here's my question for each of you. What do you hope that each of those groups 
are able to accomplish in this next year or just at the beginning of 2022, what do you really hope they will accomplish and what they will receive? Uh, in this new year, that, that's a curveball. I didn't mm-hmm. we, you know? I, I never prep anybody for <laughs> no, that. No, you don't. Right? I'm kind of well known for that. And so, um, I'm going to start, Kaylee, with you. Um, what do you hope that the volunteers that uh, sign up to come to Topeka Rescue Mission will accomplish, and what do you hope they will receive in this year? Well, I hope that they accomplish that. I've want them to just know how important that their role is to what we do. I think that a lot of times they don't often realize that they are just as important as our staff members and the roles that the Lord has placed on each of their lives. They might be that person that has a conversation with an unsheltered neighbor or a guest that impacts their life for the kingdom. And what I hope that they receive is just to know that the value that they're pouring out comes back to them Mm -hmm. and that they can really truly see the valuable person that they are to us as a ministry Mm -hmm. and just to this community that we truly couldn't just do it on our own here at TRM, that it takes a community to do this. And how many volunteers roughly do we have on the list? Roughly we have about 900. 900. That's a pretty good sized team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good job, Coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Kaylee, that, that's what you hope they receive. What do you hope that they accomplish? I hope in this new year we can just accomplish more together. I would love to see us, um, you know, COVID has thrown a lot of curveballs at yeah. us. But what I'd love to see us just to expand um, our volunteer services mm-hmm. and to have a little bit more unique opportunities than we've been able to do here. Um, right now we're just being able to really do essential things like meal serving mm-hmm. and MAP. But um, I would love to accomplish just more in that arena of having more relationships with our guests and being able to have more um, this relation. And I think history will show us that once we can get past this pandemic and the guidelines and the stringent things that we're having to do, that we will have more people who mm-hmm. will who will start helping again. So, Lamanda, next uh, with you with staff, what do you hope that the staff will accomplish this next year and what do you hope they'll receive? Okay. We had to go first, Kaylee, because Miriam took one for the team at the beginning with the quiz, right? That's why. Um, yes. She's the only one who got so. close to the answer, so that's why. <laughs> that's because Kaylee and I were looking down like, don't call don't on us, Coach. I told you don't you could have Googled this thing before we started, but nope, you just wanted to go on your intelligence. Um, yeah. <laughs> fail. So, okay, we're taking one for the team now, Miriam. Um, no, you know, Barry, when I think about what I hope staff accomplishes. I know this might sound cliche, but really I hope that we accomplish whatever God tells us to. Mm. Um, and right now, you know, it's, it's a new year. And um, so we're looking and we're evaluating things. And one of the things that is really important at TRM is the history of TRM. And there's so many things that the way we do shelter operations or how we're doing at the DC or, you know, any of the functions, it needs to remain the same because it's what God's called us to do. And so there's these core duties and these core principles that need to remain the same. But I also hope that staff accomplishes new things so that if God calls us to say, hey, let's look at the way we're sheltering, should we make some changes with that? That staff would be willing and know that it's okay if it's time to make a few changes. Um, And so just knowing the balance of what we want the heart of TRM to remain, but then what are we also looking at and saying, okay, some of our guests are coming in with different needs, yeah. or maybe we we want to we know better, so we want to do better with trauma informed care, um, aesthetic looks, things like that. So I would just say I just hope that we as a staff, and I'm including myself in that, 
that we accomplish whatever the Lord is telling us to, and that we're willing to take risks if we need to. Mm-hmm. Flexibility um, yes. before the Lord. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you know, just thinking of how many different medical situations have we had to deal with here yes. um, just in the last few months. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like nursing care in some ways. Very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's good. So um, to stay firm in our resolve yes. to do what we're supposed to do, but be flexible before the Lord. Yes. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's not always easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for them to know um, that they have support from leadership yeah. to know, Hey, come to us with your ideas. Like we trust you. We, we want to hear what the Lord is putting on your heart. Um, and so I want them to know that, that they can trust leadership, but then as a leader here, I also want to empower mm-hmm. staff to know it doesn't always have to be our vision because we know the Lord's going to speak to you and in your heart, what do we need to do? Yeah. So that's what you hope they accomplish. What do you mm-hmm. hope they receive? Um, you know, I just hope that they receive blessings, Barry. Um, and I don't know what that looks like, but the Lord keeps laying that on my heart. Um, and sometimes a blessing might be different to you than what it is to me. Um, so I just know, especially on a personal level, I'm, I'm very close to a lot of our staff members and, and they need blessings in different ways. And sometimes that's words. Um, sometimes that's better financial security. Sometimes it's healing from past trauma. Um, and sometimes it is, and for myself, mostly (laughs) a reality check that sometimes what we do here is not going to be measurable here. Mm. It's going to be measured when we get to heaven. And so I just remind myself, and, and I hope that the staff receive this too, on those low days where it seems like nothing's going right and we're like, why are we doing this? That they are reminded that we're doing it for what is to come. This is not our world, home. This is not our world. Um, and so I hope they receive those blessings in whatever ways they need to and know that there's more blessings to come. Yeah. Sometimes we get so locked into the right now that we forget right. about the tomorrow. We forget about the eternal. Yes. Uh, because right now is so hard. Yes. So that's really good. Miriam, uh, mm-hmm. we have donors <laughs> that give uh, financially. We have donors that give materially. We have to give, give that both. Some give of their time, which mm-hmm. Kaylee works with. Some give of their prayers, and we don't even know about it. Right. Um, and so we thank Thank everybody who gives in any way, shape, yes. or form in this regard. But if we're thinking about the material donations, we're thinking about the financial donations, what do you hope our donors will uh, be able to do in this new year? And uh, what do you hope they gain? So th- this is a really interesting question because as I was pondering while the other two were talking, it's like, okay, this sounds very self-serving, you know, to answer what I want our donors to accomplish mm-hmm. because I really want them to continue to support us, right? Mm-hmm. To help us meet what the Lord lays on our heart to do, right? Mm-hmm. We need financial donations. We need material donations. And so I hope that they can find a way to help us with that, mm-hmm. right? And I think, I think it, you know, say it's self-serving but I don't know that it is because we look at 2019 when we hadn't been talking about our needs for a long, right. long time. Our donations fell off and people were saying, why didn't you tell us you needed it? Exactly. And so we started doing that and they go, okay. Okay, yeah, here. here. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. And so we, we came up out of that because, so it may sound self-serving, but people, when they recognize the value of their contribution. Yes. And that's why we have a podcast and we have so many other things to talk about how you're helping us. A- absolutely. You know, so yeah, it's it's good to remind people that. That yeah, we have needs. We have needs. And it's not we have needs. People have needs that we're helping. Absolutely. Yeah. And that everything helps, right? Yeah. Whether it is a dollar 
or a quarter that comes so often from our guests, uh, right? Oh yeah. Who donate to mm-hmm. us because of what they receive from us or whether it's a six figure donation, everything in between that matters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To be able to help us achieve our goals right. and then bringing the, the material goods that we need, you know, that both saves us money and helps us do what we need to do. Yeah. If we don't have to buy those things, if we don't have to buy food, mm-hmm. but can utilize what's donated to us from individuals or corporations or other businesses that uh, give us different kinds of things, those things all help us then be able to serve to serve people. Sure. So I hope they accomplish that. I mm-hmm. hope they help us accomplish uh, getting what we need to be able to serve um, all of the people that are most definitely in need. Yeah. What do you hope that they receive, the donor? Uh, I hope they receive... A lot of things, honestly. I hope that they receive an increase in knowledge of what we actually do, that they understand why they are so important, mm-hmm. that they understand the difference that they make, um, that they understand and identify with the people that we serve. You know, I think that sometimes people have a perception of, of, the guests we have are the people that we serve on the street. And I'm not sure that that perception is always correct. Um, and, and sometimes it can be a little bit scary to even think about. So I do understand that, but hopefully we can give them the information they need so that they can receive that kind of knowledge. And then I hope they just receive the blessing, um, for giving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it is an incredible blessing to give, mm-hmm. to be able to give at any level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope they feel that. And I hope they feel that the joy of the Lord in that giving um, and uh, truly, truly understand that they are making a difference that they will probably never see. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. Well, Miriam, Lamanda, Kaylee, thank you for what you do at Topeka Rescue Mission and you give so much and uh, I pray and I know everybody's listening, pray that you and the people you represent do receive uh, blessings as well. Uh, here we are today, February 1st, uh, Freedom Day. Um, the 1865, 13th Amendment, abolish slavery, 2018, declare war on human trafficking. A lot has occurred and have been accomplished, and we are here every single day at Topeka Rescue Mission to figure and find ways that we can be a part of setting the captives free um, who are bound by poverty and homelessness and hunger and all those associated things that go along with that. And we can only do it because of people like you who are listening who really do support us so that we can support that frontline team and to uh, show them love and so that they can in turn show love to others. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission. There's a storm coming, and it's probably coming tonight. But there's been a storm raging in people's lives for a very, very long time that seek out the Topeka Rescue Mission. Uh, We stand in the gap with you to help those who are facing many storms in their life. And we stand in the gap for this practical storm that may be coming tonight. Thank you for standing with us. We're not alone because of you and because the Lord is the Lord of the storm also. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission.